0: All right, hello. Welcome to Steelcraft. This is uh the first episode where we'll be interviewing someone, um a good friend of mine named Nat Coco, who um will be having a chat about uh business and personal growth. And uh yeah, hi Nat.
1: Hey, what's cracking?
0: Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on. It's um yeah, we've been getting to know each other over the last couple of weeks and um you yeah, know you've got a quite a, an interesting story. And um I think yeah, it's been um really fascinating hearing um some of the experiences that you've been having over the last sort of 12 months so um yeah like what's uh what's happening for you at the moment where where would you say you're at with your with your business and your your personal life at the moment it's a broad question isn't it
1: that is such a broad question however i think where i'm at in this so the question is what's happened in the last 12 months and where i'm at, at is that the question
0: yep yeah let's go with that
1: yeah yep okay cool So the broader statement is I've gone from running a commercial branding business for workwear, headwear, and streetwear, and then in the last 12 months, making a decision to not pivot, but add into the scenario, go into consulting and coaching in a strategic, a creative strategic way. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of been the last 12 months of learning, engaging that. So it's been a bit of a journey from a decade in commercial branding, into more of a service-based business as well, so yeah, it's yep. been a it's been a bit of a roller coaster so far.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what um, what was it that made you decide to make that jump? Um, was it just a, a lot of things, or was there a main catalyst that pushed you over into that? Um, what's what's the story there?
1: Mm, it's a good question. What the, the I guess the, I'm going to call it a tripping point. Never said that before, but the tripwire for me was the. A couple of years ago, or a few years ago now, I was a student in an academy, and I said I'd never be a coach. And then six weeks into that journey, I was like, "I want to be a coach." And I'm like, "What the beep does that mean, right?" <laughs> and so then I ended up coaching in that space for two years with no monetary value exchange, just the experience and things like that. And it was kind of this point of saying, when you I've heard people say, when you do something so much, like you if you do something for free and you love it that much, there must be something in that. Hmm. And for me, that was a bit of a, that trick for me is like, holy shit. Like, I really love doing this stuff, but it's not this stuff, like expanding what that means is that engaging with people, learning about people and understanding that there's this component that both parties are getting a value exchange. And so making a decision to, I guess, take the leap of faith in a new realm,
0: was the that's the tripwire for me man yeah so so you were um coaching people for free for two years is that is that what you're saying so it was um so at what point did you well I, was there any point during that period with when you were thinking i should i be charging for this or was it just uh like i love this so much i don't want people to pay me or um what what was what was going on with that
1: I, you know for someone who's quite entrepreneurial entrepreneurial in so many different ways I didn't make the connection at the forefront and probably more of an imposter syndrome as well because I also had my branding business that I was building up and creating structures around that and taking care of those clients and so creating another a base around the deliverables on that I it was like kind of yeah, I, I just didn't put the pieces together because I was just, I love this so much. I will do it, mm. you know, getting up at 2 a.m. to coach in the U.S.
0: for yeah. free. Yeah, so were you, like, actively reaching out and getting free coaching clients or was this just, like, organic growth or referrals? So so it was, I had, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it, it happened that it was someone else's academy and i was a coach within their academy in exchange so i, I did that. get value out of it so they they taught me different things and they uh, they had all the students there and the students would book in and come up for the coaching sessions and uh, rather than surface level coaching i just naturally went into this uh, i guess the deep dive component as much as possible in that time frame and then i'd do one on ones outside of that for free because there was just this 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 drive to support and guide people because when coaching someone it's not coaching at them it's coaching with them and it's understanding where they're kind of sitting in their journey and because I'd been a student in that position I understood where they were coming from and I'm like oh cool like you know what's on your plate at the moment and so it's practicing what I was learning from my business advisors and my business coaches and being able to practice that without still being in a state of denial that I was going to fall into
0: this place Mm. yeah no that's um that's interesting because i mean a lot of people are usually coming at this from the other end and going like what can i charge for like what can i what what can i provide that people will pay me for whereas you sort of came you already had a branding business which we'll sort of jump into in a second but i mean um find it interesting that you um spent such a significant period of time just providing free value out of your own sort of want to do good and to help people and to like enjoy what you were doing rather than just trying to to um make money from it and would, would you say that 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 process has shaped how you provide what you do now to clients now like how has that shaped um your current offerings and and your current business
1: there's i think there's a couple of there's definitely a few angles that we could look at it, that from Aaron is that yep. some way it's a hindrance to from a business growth perspective because all i want to do is give and not charge and so there's there's a balance of how much do i give versus how much do i charge and how that's influenced where i come from now is that i'm focused on a oh, it's interesting there's just this deep connection to wanting to help people and understanding that from my perspective, it's not a mass scale volume component because that's not something that sits with me and how can I maintain the quality. So how that influences what I'm doing now is that the small group engagement or even a room of 20 people and keeping people engaged in that component. It's like, how do you do that and keep the quality at the same time? And yep. there has to be a cap that you put on that perspective and the the limitation. So doing it from that perspective where it wasn't charging and bring it into a um, an investment where people invest in their personal professional development and trust me in that process from my experience from my personal experience. I think there's such a genuine connection between the the client and myself and it with boundaries it's a it's a close relationship where we understand like for me like to sort of circle back to why i do it is that when i was in different programs not just the one i feel like there's this lack of connection and you just and that's something that doesn't sit with me and so that's how it really channels into when i work with clients whether it's my commercial branding business or it's the consulting coaching clients and strategy is that there's just this connection that happens because we get one another and we're providing value to solve a problem so if a client mm-hmm. or a student comes in saying i can't write my content and we're talking a couple of years ago before we started even getting into ai so before we even went into that realm it's not the yeah. content that. Is the issue. There's something going on in that person's life, say their washing machine broke, or their their kids didn't get off the bus at the right stop and they had to go and do something. So there's always there's an underlying reason that needs to be addressed before we address the content. And so just that that human connection really, you know, just it just clicks.
0: Yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, like it's um I I definitely understand what you mean about the um, when you're part of especially like an online platform you can feel like a number Um, and and like I've um, some of the stuff I've been doing recently um, I've had you know a hundred people in one week opt in to, uh, to sign up for something and I'm actually I'm sending them another email saying hey I realize that you're on my list because of um, a lead magnet that you downloaded, but like I just want to make extra sure that you actually want to hear from me. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, cool. And yeah, like filter out the people that are not actually that interested in hearing from me. And um, I sort of yeah, I'm hoping that that will help build um, a stronger connection with people because yeah, like it's it's so easy to just feel like we're numbers or just one one person on a list. Um, when mm. you know, I think yeah, building that connection is much more important.
1: What and why do you think that is for you? Like why do you, why is that why do you connect with that?
0: I think because I have such a a distaste for the the glitzy or sort of scammy esque um and not saying it's all scam, but I mean like I have such a, a distaste for all that kind of like internet marketing. Um, bullshit that's out there, and like, there's so many, so much out there that's not providing a lot of value, um, and charges 9.97 for their course, and you know, you get through it, and you're like, oh, like, you you know that there's there's no engagement with the, the course provider or anything like that, and you kind of just like, well, I'm I'm literally just a commodity here, mm-hmm. um, and so I um, you know, I, I've enrolled in those sort of things before and got to the end of it and sort of going, well, I didn't actually get. The value i was hoping out of this and mm-hmm. so my um i i sort of i target what i put out for people who are exactly like me so like i i know that i'm like highly skeptical <laughs> really oh, don't no. don't like anything and like you have to really <laughs> convince me <laughs> um and but i know that once i'm convinced like i'm quite easy to sell to <laughs> mm-hmm. um and so i'm sort of going what well, like like making that really genuine like person-to-person connection with people um, will sort of create um, following for life rather than just like a uh, once-off you know transaction and then you know uh, because I I don't want to I don't ever want to be accused of creating something that um, was misrepresented um, so, yeah, I, it's important that people, if they're going to pay me for something, that they're going to get value out of it. So, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I totally relate. To that. And I think it's it comes down to if you if you get given a piece of paper, so let's just say it a piece of paper. I'm just going to rotate the paper here. <laughs> oh, yep. there, was note, there was an important note on the back of that. Anyway, so, you know, <laughs> this piece of paper has a formula on it to create incredible content but you pay nothing for it you're Mm. less likely to action it and when we pay for this piece of paper and we pay a significant value for this piece of paper some people are still going to just like pay for it and just never use it and i think i think there's a big component and i could be wrong that maybe the high mass numbers are sort of aware of that and saying, well, they're not really going to, they're going to pay for it and not use it anyway. So we may as well, you know, we may as well take a piece of that and, and maybe the intent isn't so bad, but that piece of value, that piece of paper with that formula on it for the person who does use it and does create something from it is where the value lies. And it's interesting that I've said that because it's like my mind, my mind, has said, well, are these people just taking their money and they don't give a shit? Maybe not. Mm. Maybe yeah. they take and they just understand that in order to achieve their targets and impact a certain amount of people is that, you know, the people who value it. Whereas for me, I'm just like, I'm so driven that this formula, or not, not that I use a formula, but the, the component of this will be used and I want to connect with the person who uses it. And so, you know, there's probably a double-edged sword in that respect.
0: Hmm. Yeah, do do you find that that um it's almost inhibitive that that need and that drive to connect with with customers rather than being just like fuck it, you know, they can pay or they can, or, or or not and you know whatever. Um like but actually really wanting I don't I don't mean people-pleasing, but really wanting to only have customers who really love you.
1: <laughs> like yeah I think um, that,
0: yeah so what's the question so do do you think that that is like um almost a barrier to growth like really do you think there's like a, a balance between you know there's a product that you sell and you can't please everyone versus you know I really want all only and the only customers that I have, I want them to like really love the product. Otherwise, like I'm not, otherwise I haven't done enough for them. Um, yeah. yeah,
1: That's a cool question. I think, I think it's, if I was to ask my younger self, if I answer it this way, is that I don't want to be treated like another number and. Mm. And someone who really wants help and they've reached out and they've gone to whatever means they can to afford a service and then to be let down, I think I'm more aware that that the customers and the clients that I work with is that I don't want to let them down. Yeah. And, and they've reached a point where they've been burnt multiple times, and they've gone through investments and they've gone through these different things. And so, their drive is just as high as mine to connect with someone who gets them. And I think yep. that's where it comes from. And look, it could be seen as people pleasing or whatnot, or there's just two parties who have experienced a similar amount of pain in their process that they don't want to be hurt and they don't, and the person serving them doesn't want to hurt them either. And there's hmm. a strong relationship that's built from that. And I think that's where the drive comes from is, understanding that both parties are wanting the same thing yeah. is someone to guide them through the process but who's not also going to rip them off and i yeah. think that and that's a big driving factor for myself is that when i go and get a service on my car or i wasn't gonna say laptop everyone just like that's just a everyone's wasn't you your laptop service I, I think that's the other thing that's just probably showing my age.
0: (laughs) It's all right. Didn't seem crazy to me when you said it, but it probably was crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, does anyone actually do that anymore? I remember back in the day where we did, like I had to get like RAM installed because I didn't know how to do that. That's digressing. But it comes down to that component of just really giving a shit about Hmm. the outcome. And that comes from the... positioning that i've experienced that i do this because i get to do this not because i have to do this yeah and i want to do this and yeah and it's definitely a fine line of like how do you scale that and then i'm just asking myself the own questions here right define what scaling is because Hmm. scaling for me versus scaling for you or the person next door or some of the big influences in that component our scalability is different your scalability it's gonna be different to mine. Mine might be like, I want 25 clients a year and the scalability is making sure that they're taken care of and not being uh, key person dependent as the only person looking after them. And so my, that's, you know, for me, my scalability is really focused on that because it is very profitable doing mm-hmm. those things rather than, you know, having a thousand clients that don't really get taken care of for a lower, amount of money so you know the clients that i'm working with across both businesses are looking for the high touch yeah um product or service
0: yeah so how did you go from running like that that free kind of service how did you go to pricing that because i mean from what i understand um it's a you offer a and feel free to sort of fill in the gaps here, but I mean, you offer yeah. like a pre- premium service to people. Like it's not like a, a cheap dollar store operation. Like it's, you know, you get a lot of value out of what mm-hmm. you provide. Sorry, people, you get value, but your clients get value as well. Yeah. Um. And feel free to sort of explain a bit more about what what you provide to people as well. But I mean, like, how do you go from like offering something for free to offering like a premium, um, you know, grand slam offer type thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I don't know if i've got the grand slam offer yet however i think (laughs) for me i'll just talk about the challenge first is that feeling very uncomfortable charging something to charge something to charge for something that i love doing and the same thing happened in my commercial branding business where i was just giving all this support but only charging for the product realizing they're actually coming for the service and so if i Segue back to that for just one moment is that I introduced in the commercial branding business a thing called a sorcery component. And what a sorcery component is, I know it sounds witchy, but it's ultimately the consulting that happens be- to be able to produce the products. And so, and I started off at like $150 originally, then moving up, 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 and up, mm. and up, because it's high delivery and high touch point to make sure all the production's going on key. And so that was how I transitioned from charging nothing into higher amounts. And I don't think it's necessary in this discussion to to go through that because every client's different, so we tailor the, the, the needs to that. And so, yeah. of course, there's baselines, but it's just a matter of understanding that's how I've transitioned because I introduced it in my other business. In mm. this business, I don't call it a... a a sorcery I haven't I haven't come up with a green brain name for that yet but yeah that's how I've transitioned into it saying okay cool all right I'm doing this and then I break it down so so how I'm able to charge I don't know if you call it premium you know reasonably tiered products yeah mid to high tier products is understanding that it's not the product that I'm selling, it's the solution. So we're selling mm. the outcome, we're selling the 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 care and the, the professional delivery for the client. So it's not just saying this is a $5 bandana, right? Because this bandana yeah. might keep the sweat, it might keep the dirt, it might keep off like some of the infantry soldiers that wear this kind of product. We're selling the outcome that this is going to reduce the amount of like soot that goes into their eye, like you know, their face and yep. making much sense there. But it's 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 focused on the professional delivery outcome, not the this is the program that we're going through. And so that's yeah. how we're able to structure it for the value of the client to give them more value than they put on the table.
0: Yeah. No that that, that makes that sense. Make sense. I mean like yeah, no, that that does make sense. So, I mean, the um, and how do you how do you gauge how much value you're you're providing? Like, I mean, what we sort of as business owners, as service providers, we have a bit of an idea of how much value we think we're providing, or we know we're providing. <laughs> we usually uh-huh. know the product better than the customer, um, but I mean, like, how do you um? gauge the responses and like um do you sort of collect feedback and sort of iterate on on the services that you provide like what's what does that look like for you
1: absolutely so both my businesses are built off customer feedback the yep so so there's question how do i price it or how do i come to that conclusion
0: i i guess how, how do you know that you're providing a good service <laughs>
1: like, oh okay cool the customers from one business who are getting products come over to my service business and they validate that this is valuable for them and then they share that with their associates or their business partners and they yeah. they you know in in just layman terms of like you're not charging enough for this yeah I'm like well, I'm charging what I feel comfortable with
0: yeah what, what, how does it sorry you go
1: no no you go man that's cool
0: you go no I was going to say like how um because does the um, the comfort level of how much you're charging is that does that get tied up a little bit in like some imposter syndrome or just like you you don't want to go over a certain amount because um, you feel like that is like beyond a certain threshold that's in your mind or like I guess how do you frame that um, because like you know the the value is what the market will pay in a lot of respects I mean if people are saying you're not charging enough I guess I'm trying to yeah I'm trying to dig into why there's a comfort level around what you should be um, what you feel like you should be charging
1: I think it's a matter of practicing the so if I treat it as a, am kind of the way I process it is that I want to validate the value that I give and if the value has met or exceeded the expectation for that client, I'm then able to assess that moving forward and saying, well, based on the feedback and, you know, it's not, there's always constructive feedback. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit and say it's all perfect mm. because it's not. But the the assets that I've tailored, crafted and tailored for a client then can be used a second time, but again, tailored in a process and so the way i'm able to and it's not about increasing the price of the product is that if this product set is let's just use one of my first paid uh, coaching clients and the the value that i delivered for them in 12 weeks and the amount that i charge and i'll just say like i think it was let's just say it was four and a half or something like that for 12 weeks. Yeah, And I put way, way, way more hours into that product set for the client because I, it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm getting paid for this. like, this is crazy. Like, you know, I'm not doing enough of them. And so then reassessing that and saying for the next client, well, I can deliver this in a, a shorter time, more effective and still be high touch point, but however, now the client the new client sees that that's so valuable and it saves them even more time so if if they're paying five figures for a product or four figures say four or five figures for a product but it's going to save them double or triple in time in resources by that solution that's how we that's how we validate that it's worth that price and so again it's driven on the outcome for them it's not just about setting a price like oh we're going to charge 10 grand for this or we're going to charge five grand for that or whatever it is for that product set or service it's understanding that it saves the client they're actually getting fifty thousand dollars worth of value for ten thousand dollars well hang on a minute who else is doing that and maybe that's Hmm. where the grand slam the grand slam offer comes in is that they are getting way more value than they put on the table. That's what I mean yeah. by that. It, does that do you, is that clear yeah. up for you?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, I yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, do you, do you feel like you? Is there a component of your process where you need to educate the clients about this is actually the value you'll be getting? Like, and I, I know you sort of the the ten thousand versus fifty thousand, no Ten thousand cost versus fifty thousand value. I don't realize that that was just numbers that you put out the air, but I mean, like, is that? Do you frame it that way for them and say, like, this is going to yeah. be X amount of value to you, or yeah?
1: So the client dictates the value, uh, and it may seem a bit vague how I'm answering it. However, the thing is, is that. If we fixate on the price, they fix out on the price. If we fixate, not fixate, if we focus on the outcome and the problem it solves, then that justifies the value that they pay for it. So there's a sales psychology process that you can go through to learn the process and understand it and practice it. And so the stuff that I'm sharing is years and six figures worth of training Mm -hmm. to be able to understand the value that we're putting in front of them they are the ones justifying why they're spending it not yeah. us they're selling to us now yeah. i'm not as i'm not a sales professional but i have sales professionals who support and guide that process and it's about the client is putting the value on the product not us yeah they justify they justify the spend they justify the investment through that process
0: yeah no, that, clearly, that makes...
1: i'm getting really passionate about it because yeah it's it it's a what's that? Uh, there's a, a co- commodity commodity versus a. I'll have to get a book reference. Commodity versus an asset, something like that. I haven't got. Off. I'm listening to you know a book for the fourth time, so I'm just trying to remember the. Which one are you listening to? Uh, listening to a hundred million dollar offers by Hal- Alex Amosy.
0: Yeah. So you knew exactly what I meant when I said grand slam offer.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah. 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 I, I did know exactly what you meant by that.
0: Yeah. I really no, like the principles cool. of
1: this book, by the way. I think it it actually simplifies everything that I've been learning over the mm. last years and putting it into a context that just about anyone can understand if they're willing to accept that. But um what's your experience with pricing and structure, if you don't mind me asking?
0: Yeah. That's so I mean, um I've always found like, in, I guess a similar kind of way, like I, I will um, be kind, kind of flexible to a point about how I price like, it really is like um, case by case. Like I will even have clients where I um, like I had a coaching call today with someone who I've agreed. I said, look, I'm happy to do a few more Free coaching calls with you. Well, I'm not going to charge you because I understand that, like, you don't have an income source at the moment, and so I'm. I, it wouldn't feel right with mm-hmm. me saying, "Um, here, I'm. You're going to charge you X, Um, knowing that you that's coming out of your savings." Like, and so mm-hmm. I'm sort of I'm making the the investment in the relationship, and I, I do not do this a lot. Like, it's only like very. Yeah. Specific people that like uh, I get along, and there's a, there's a good synergy there. Um, I hate it's, the reciprocal, synergy, right? but
1: yeah, it's reciprocal, right?
0: Yeah, it's Yeah, yeah. And so I'm sort of saying, look, I'm I'm happy to invest some time with you and develop a good relationship because I know that that'll come back yeah. to me as well. Like I, I'm not like just out to make as much money off as much people as many people as possible. It's like I, I want to build. Good relationships with people and you know create a strong network and then that um will and and, and i am like you know me I, i'm not into like law of attraction or anything like that but that will attract like
1: yeah, more, because- more opportunities yeah. yeah yeah and and that's very similar to me like i give a lot more than i would receive hmm. and i still do i'm mentoring um A guy at the moment and and he reached out via linkedin and i just had a a, for me it was an intuition i was like there's something about this kid who that i resonate with his story and he's so far ahead of me in his life and he's only 19 he's about to turn 20. and his his drive and his passion is there and he reached out to me and he's reaching out to people so he's proactive and And I was fortunate and I'm still very fortunate that I have friends and mentors and associates who share a lot of value with me. And Mm. so, and I don't see it as paying it forward. It's just like, you know, coaching for two years, cool. But it's still something that there's just this, like this love and this passion behind doing this. And and in order to be able to continue to do that, there needs to be a wealth creation behind that. So you can give more. And so you can do these things. And so when you're able to give without any expectation in return, then yeah. of course, and, and building strong relationships, it, honestly it was where all the, where is all the transactions come from. And, and, exactly. and so, it, it's a, like, it's a full circle moment when that happens. However, sometimes it can feel like a bit of a grind. Sometimes it can—I don't know. Do you experience that? Do you sometimes feel like that happens? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I think it's um, yeah. It, it can definitely feel like a grind, and um, until you hit a moment, and then suddenly you've got. And this kind of relates to like the content creation process as well. Like, you can grind um especially in my experience like you can grind for days weeks months and then you hit some kind of tipping point and then it just opens the floodgates and like
1: yeah, that's awesome
0: very so much attention
1: what that feel like <laughs> for you? and the, oh. when, that when those little when i say little and i say when those small moments happen but are impactful like what's that feel like for you
0: oh it's like the, the dopamine rush of <laughs> constant notifications like um coming through and just it is insane but like the actual like oh um because I you you often hear um people saying like you know uh, Dan, Dan Curry talks about this specifically where, where he's, he says like there's um there's always going to be people who are a few steps behind you and so you don't there's not like a, a static point that you need to get to before you can teach people like there's always going to be things that you already know that other people don't that you can teach and i guess i've i've always felt like um i this silly assumption that like everything that i know everyone else already knows as well and so why would anyone be interested
1: <laughs> It's so funny you say that because you know you're I've, I don't know if I'm going off track here. Just pull me into line, you know.
0: I know. Go for it. <laughs> Sounds like you're going to do some compliments, so I'm ready for it.
1: <laughs> How did you know? You read me like a book. So, <laughs> you know, our because we've only known each other since the end of last year, or
0: yeah, I think it was at the yeah, end of last year we um yeah, only we just up. briefly. Yeah.
1: And what I've witnessed, like fr- from your content and our 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 conversation, our in-depth, com- in-depth conversations, is that I'm like, holy shit, this dude knows how to operationalize, systemize, and create all these charts that I could only dream of doing. And and that that experience that you share openly, very openly, and very graciously, is saying, oh my gosh, look at that skill set that dude has. Like that is incredible. Like I wish I had that. Not not from an envy, but I'm just like, shit, that's cool. But then it also comes back to that self-reflection. It's like, okay, well, hang on. There must be something that I bring to the table. Like there must be some sort of reciprocal value that we have. But, you know, being able to lean on in a reciprocal way. yeah, other strengths is incredible. And so you've got like this, this, I don't know if I'm meant to talk about it on this thing, but like the That's systems fine. that you're creating, and through the content process and the automations, and I'm just like, I'm mind, I'm my mind is blown. Like I've been telling some of my associates who are lacking in content, saying you need to go and see this dude. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, yeah, I, mean, I sent. I just me- yeah, well, I just sent a message earlier. You know, you've had that. Yeah. Um, message into introduction. I'm thinking. I know. From good associates who are reciprocal valuable value people I'm just like fuck once you've got more of this um shown and displayed I'm like send them to Aaron
0: yeah no I I, I really yeah no I really appreciate that as well I mean I think like but that's that's come like I'm not necessarily special in any way like this that transaction if you want to call it that it's come because like we both sort of caught up and had like a proper chat and like really got into some some stuff like about yeah had a DNM as the I was gonna say the kids but the kids who called it DNMs are like in their 40s now. Um, I, I, was like, I was like I'm
1: pretty sure that's the stuff that we said. I don't even know what kids today would say.
0: Yeah I no idea like uh, yeah I'm always mocking my the way my kids talk. But um anyway yeah and what 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 I was um saying is like and my my skill set is very like normal for my industry and like there is so many people out there who have like all these skills which are just completely bottled into this like pigeonhole of you know this is your profession and you only manifest uh, or uh, use these Skills did you feel awkward in. Saying
1: manifest then? I did.
0: Like, I hated it.
1: You even looked like you even looked awkward. <laughs> as long as I can be honest to you, you looked awkward saying it.
0: I, yeah, it's um yeah the the flashbacks I had of having to use the word manifest.
1: I nearly puked when you said that, but anyway.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the um, so but like they are only um. Feel, they only feel like they have permission to use those skills in a very sort of um, commoditized, container. Okay. yeah, container, yeah, like in, you know. And I always sort of go back to like, um, you know, someone like a. Now I, I've got you know ten years' experience as a business analyst, and so all the stuff that I'm doing about like process flows and automation and all that—that's kind of, just like bread and butter for BAs like me. Um, mm. And it's all like easy, simple stuff for us because we do it all the time. But everyone's going, like, whoa, this is, like, super valuable. And it's really, like, this is what I do. And, like, there's so many other people, like, so many people who have all these skill sets which are valuable to other people. I'm I'm shit at managing my time, like, my personal time. I have to have calendars. I can't keep track of things. Um, I don't think
1: that's shit. That's just using, like, if I may jump in, I don't think that's shit. You work around the distractibility that you experience with calendars and time blocks
0: yeah well, I guess the, the the point I was going to say is like someone who is like a project manager um might have a naturally refined skill set yeah in gotcha. that in that area. and so like rather than just being like, hey, and this is kind of like why i I talk about the stuff that I do, like you know, hey, you're not just a project manager, you're a person and you have skills in project management which other people could benefit from if mm. you just were to let them. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah,
1: I think it's like though you know even my own branding and things like that. So in commercial branding, I specialize in commercial production branding for workwear, yeah. streetwear, and I can engage with stakeholders and all, you know I just do it so much like yourself. It's like I just do this stuff. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It, it's it's I think it's that becoming aware that's like oh other people see this as valuable, yeah, or insightful. Or from yeah. your
0: experience, you know, I think yeah. it's about yeah, no, it's and it's like yeah. I think it's um, it's so important for people to to realize that like it's like well, the the economy is heading heading in the way, uh, in the direction of you know people needing to have these diverse skill sets or being able to not sorry not have diverse skill sets. We all have diverse skill sets, but actually being able to utilize
1: some people don't i'm being generous (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) some people
0: don't (laughs) um most most people have these diverse skill sets or diverse interests which people um that we've been trained from birth to only sort of monetize any like one of them in the form of a job whereas there's so much other stuff that we could be doing without shutting the door on still earning that kind of income as part of your like uh, as your job because like one of the things i struggled with was like well if i put myself out there and sort of like talk about personal branding is that gonna slam the door on me ever working as a business analyst again i'm like well because that's legitimately what i felt like and i've spoken to other bas who said the exact same thing and they're like well. i'm scared to put myself out there because i don't want to lose my viability on the market because I'm known and I'm going to lose my identity and <laughs> that,
1: and you know what same thing for me mm. one of my biggest challenges over the last couple of decades is taking ownership of the creativity and my understanding of being a creative was like being an artist or an actor or a musician da 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 da
0: yeah. and
1: the over a couple like a couple of decades just shunning that as in you're not creative, you're not doing this. If you do this, you won't have that. If you, if you go and really live out your desires, you'll be seen as a failure and mm-hmm. for, within myself, not necessarily externally, but internally saying, if I do this and even like of late, I've just had to say, get out of your own damn way
0: yeah,
1: and, and go for this. And as I keep doing it. And and one of the things for me was sharing about being in the military and I really was incognito, like not on social media, publicly, like a closed account. Even my businesses don't have, I think there's an account, I think the last time I posted one, it was like three years ago saying, hey, I'm here and then did nothing with that because yeah. I was so afraid that the the experience of being in the military would one just surface a lot of things for myself and and negatively impact other people and and how would that how would that correlate to being in business and in branding that and all these false beliefs are not fact and i think that's a thing for myself connecting with people like yourself and other people it's like oh so everyone else is just as fucking crazy as me and we've all got these ideas that we're not pursuing why is that all
0: insane (laughs)
1: Yeah, insane yeah. in the memory, insane in the brain. I sang it like the other day. My niece is like, "You're so old."
0: I was like, Man. "Yeah, yeah." I mean, that, like,
1: do you know what I'm saying? Like that false belief system is just about, and i think I'm just bringing it up is that something I work with myself, and I have therapists. Yeah, help me through my stuff. Is that plural? <laughs> yeah,
0: more than I one. Think... Yeah. yeah
1: yes <laughs> definitely more than one
0: yeah
1: i'm a ranger so yeah they can't play.
0: contain me <laughs> i need more yeah. than one
1: <laughs> yeah multiple personalities too only much trauma of...
0: for one person to handle
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: <laughs> we laugh but we're not kidding <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly and you know what anyone who's yeah oh I'm, I'm only gonna stop on that point but yeah what was i going <laughs> on yeah that that not saying things because of a fear of it's just bullshit Hmm. because people in general are probably more concerned about how they look in an image than how anyone else looks. Yeah. From a very surface level comment, right? As in people are so concerned about themselves. Yes, they might compare blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, if you lead by example like you starting to sh- like you sharing what you do openly it does help people and i think because you are a giving person and so am i if people actually want to hear this and that mm. feels a bit weird to say that i'm like oh a cringe i just said that
0: yeah yeah no it's um the yeah the limiting beliefs of that um like i don't where how would you say like do you have any practical or actionable ways that you could suggest like like, what was your process for sort of overcoming that because like I know a bit about your story and we don't have to get into it here obviously but then there's like you know some pretty major emotional hang-ups especially with like coming from the military was that like what did you do to like make yourself like sort of get through that like um to to give yourself permission to do what you're doing now like what was what was that process if it's not too much of a personal question
1: no no that's okay i'm i'm like you see me laughing in the background a bit cuz i'm thinking fuck this is this is this could go really dark to really really explain yeah. it but in a nutshell version i went to a very dark space mentally and i'm not going to dive into it in this space all time because purely don't feel comfortable at the moment. And, but what I can share about the uncomfortable state is that it got so, it got dangerously bad that Mm. ultimately I had to make a choice. And I ultimately made a choice that saying, if I don't, if I keep doing this for other people, oh, if I keep surviving for other people, I won't make it through. And the only way to make it through is to do it for myself. And that decision, I didn't think I'd go this deep, but I mean, you get the context of it, is that I just had to make a choice, Aaron. Mm -hmm. And that choice was the hardest choice I ever made, was to face myself and look myself in the mirror, even though I couldn't at the time, and say, I have to do this for myself. And that's where I, I'm going to say at the time, clung on to ko ko, keep on keeping on. It's something yeah. that drilled now we're going to. It had been said in my family for generations, and of course we didn't come up with it, but you know, keep on keeping on. And so I guess the pivotal shift, I guess if we're like full circling that from the really dark space, is that I chose to start going by nap coco to tell myself to keep on keeping on, just to keep on keeping on for one more moment, just yeah. to push through that one more moment. And so that evolved into this process of taking ownership of my own uncomfortable state and addressing it and, you know, seeking multiple therapists and help and having conversations and removing myself from isolation and and integrating back into society. And that in itself gives a context of the space that I was in, but Mm. that honestly why I'm here in this moment speaking with you is that I've had to, continue to break barriers and i'm fortunate enough to have had the support but at the end of the day it's your own choice and i'm fortunate i'm fortunate enough that i had a lot of support but i also just had to be my own goddamn hero yeah and so that's why each day i progress and each day i put a step forward or put another word out about The story other people relate to it and I think that's a driving factor saying people people want to hear this because they can relate to it and it's Mm. not about it's there'll be so many silent viewers that you don't even know that will help um that that benefit from that and so I know I you know I can talk under wet cement but that experience for me is why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I'm starting to live out something that is desirable for myself and it's fun and I love it. And it's, and there's so much passion. There's so much drive that comes from that space. That's why I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. No, I I totally um, resonate with that, especially, yeah. Like you have to be your own goddamn hero. Like it's um, like, without getting too much into my backstory (laughs) for this, I mean like, yeah, the, the idea that, you know, no one is actually going to come save you in the end. Like, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but the horse has to drink. And so like, if, if we're going to, you know, get through these things, like really, you have to take action yourself and, you know, one step at a time. And, and you know, for me, that's meant actually going and, you know, cause I remember, uh, probably one of the lowest points I've been at. You know relatively um was 2018 and you know basically just shutting down completely and like i hadn't had never gone and gotten help at that point like and it was you know it'd been like 15 years at that point since mum had died and so i'd never mm-hmm. got any kind of counseling any kind of support for that at, at all.
1: all during that period at,
0: at all yeah wow. never
1: not um, wow wow as in wow that's painful yeah
0: i was it was shit,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm to put and, salt in
1: the wound here. Like, I know you and I have got a good relationship, but, like, putting salt in the wound here, that's that's hard.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, like, did irreparable damage. Like, not mm. even sort of joking about it. Like, um, had I gotten, and, and I don't blame the people that were around me because the culture and the subculture that was around me at that time didn't, wasn't equipped to deal with, a yeah. horrendous situation like that but um yeah. in hindsight like sure it would have been great to like talk through that whole scenario with someone but um hmm. anyway so i i didn't um i got to this point where i was ba- like barely functioning and like my yeah. wife has just said you need to go and talk to someone <laughs> like mm-hmm. enough's enough like go and make an appointment and I
1: said that to you sorry
0: my wife did oh, like wow. yeah, yeah, um, and it was pretty like for her to actually tell me to go and do something like that was you know, like must have been it's pretty bad,
1: things. yeah,
0: yeah, so I mean, like and but like I've had to um yeah, like well, I've had to make sure that I am the one who follows up, like i I book like a, a biannual like we joke about it with the psychologist but like i go and see him like i have it booked in twice a year because i know if that's roughly how long it takes for the chemicals in my brain to start to stop working roughly <laughs> because yeah. I, I know i know if it's good it it, right? yeah you're yeah. aware of now yeah and like if it goes for too long then like you know things start going pretty bad so um yeah. and, and like i'm I've always kind of felt like, because my situation was quite unique to the point where like it almost wasn't relatable, Um, like not many people can say, like, yes, people have had, you know, parents divorced, yes, people have had um, parents die, but not many people have had single parent with no other siblings around you die and then like literally just be like (laughs) alone, Mm -hmm. um, transplanted into another family when you're 12 and like it was... Um, it's so many layers to it, um, but I posted about like well, the first, very first post I did on LinkedIn. Not trying to sort of like circle back to content creation, yay. Um, but like the everything's first post,
1: content, though. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. It,
0: yeah I know. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not no, trying to create my, my, my own head. content. I've
1: got a piece of in my hand. I'm like, this could be a piece of content.
0: Yeah, well there, so there's, there's, the there's data right. about it. Um so I mean like the, the first post that I did, I was pretty like raw. Now this is before we were connected, so you probably haven't seen it. But I mean like um Yeah. Um I talked about, yeah, like mum dying and my mental health struggles since then and like um had lots of people reaching out, just sort of saying, like, oh, I had no idea. But then I had one person um well one lady reached out and she was like, I've lived very similar life to you. And like we just chatted for ages. And it was like that, and she really appreciated someone, you know, me, just talking openly about it. And like, and we wouldn't have connected otherwise because like, yeah. why would we? She lived in another state. Um, and you know, just that that connection where and I don't want to utilize, you know, that experience as like a way of you know trauma bonding because i don't think that's yeah. necessarily but either but
1: about that. Yeah,
0: yeah definitely but mm. it's like well this this is my experience this absolutely colors everything about me like in a way mm. that most people won't understand <laughs>
1: like, oh, and, and you know understandably i mean why why would they if they've not been through that yeah and they expect um, like you can't expect people to To, to, we can we can we can hope and seek, I I guess respectful engagements. But you know, it's it's not about you don't have to understand what it's like, but you can, as a human, show empathy in a constructive way. And that's one thing. That's one thing I've experienced: the fear of trauma, like you know not wanting to share parts of my own experience in fear of destructive trauma bonding I'm like I am not for that it's yeah. more about we're going to have a conversation about like we are now you're sharing like from if I may interject this part is like you're sharing it in a constructive way hmm. and that's okay but if you started going down a rabbit hole with I'd be like dude we need to we need to pull into to check like what's the intention behind this I'm yep. not saying that you're doing that, yep. but like it's, you know, did, oh, you find, totally. did, you, did you find that with the conversation that it was quite constructive, having that like with that the person that you met, like it was constructive.
0: Yeah. No. It. I. I, I did feel like it was for sure. Um. It yep. was. Um. Yeah. It was good to just like because I guess when you when you have an experience like that, and I you, you can probably relate to this as well from the military background, like when you have an experience that not many other people share when you do come across someone else who does share it there is like a a a bond
1: yeah it
0: doesn't have to be trauma bonding but it's like you know we we understand this and no one else does and um that's you know super powerful um and and like it's yeah it's definitely not something i i feel good about utilizing like i've purposely haven't done too many Posts specifically about my mum dying. I mean, I talk about mental health because I don't think it gets talked about enough, especially men's mental health. I think there's huge amounts of experiences and that are just going unnoticed um, because men don't talk about it enough. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I, I try to.
1: bring up right I can't relate about. Go on,
0: yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: No, I'm just staring. I'm just
0: shit staring. I'm just shit staring. I know, I know. I'm being facetious by apologising. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there, there's, but there, there's yeah. like, um, I guess, I guess with with LinkedIn, it's interesting that um, I've I've found that there's a bit of a sweet spot where you can talk about stuff like this, and people have a little bit of a LinkedIn filter, which means that they won't just shit on your experiences. <laughs> -hmm. I thought
1: the most filtered again, not spending a lot of time on other platforms just by choice, but you know, choosing to be on that platform in particular was very, very intentional. Mm. And it's it's certainly it's a certainly refreshing platform, but I'm I'm curious to see how it pans out over the next even 12 months to see how filtered it stays back yeah. to the conversations that are happening. I think it's definitely more progressive. There's a lot more going on in that space. It's one thing that I don't know, just segue into this now, but I think it's what I appreciate about in that space is that there's just a sense of you can talk about the business without having, uh, you know, pitch slapping as, yeah. yeah. A-H would say. Yeah. I, I was just like, did I spell that right? Yeah. A-H would say. And yep. um, I, I think that's what I really appreciate about that space for now is having that environment where it is very constructive and you can be far more direct and it's, yeah, it's just I think it's just more professional in that respect.
0: Yeah. No, it's definitely like I, I wouldn't know how to sell on Instagram or Facebook for for example, but I mean like I, um oh you, I, just, you just
1: dribble shit all day and you'll be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, well I, I suppose. So I mean what right, funny the like
1: the strategy behind that.
0: Yeah. I mean okay. like I've I I know that I don't um I don't engage in comments enough. Like that's probably the one thing that I'm lacking a little bit. Like i I've, oh. I've fallen I've fallen behind a little bit and we're talking like LinkedIn strategy now. Like we oh, right. in responding to my own like comments on my own posts, and i know i need to do that and um i just
1: i can send um, you a checklist if you haven't got one already
0: oh i've it's i've, I've i'm got, not trying to to you reminded. by the
1: way i'm just saying if it's you mine. want one let me know <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: um and but like i'm finding like because i i'd found the the process of actually commenting on like something valuable on someone's post uh, quite draining. And so because I'm um, it felt very forced because there's so much forced content, especially on like if you're gonna like comment on people's like the people with a large following and you want to comment on them regularly so that you know you build your own following, which is like how people do it. And mm. but I'm like, well why don't I just like not be completely silly, but like I I posted a comment on uh, Matt's post last night just being like s- wording it so stupidly <laughs>
1: like oh my god I need but, to go find this now I you said
0: go. something I, like, like um, me that see it. I'm so I'm so glad like I, I I honor the glorious day that you came into my life and bestowed your wisdom upon me <laughs> <laughs> and he knows he knows that I don't actually talk like that but other people don't necessarily know and so that that Kind of tickles me that people are going to think i actually talk like that but like um i don't know
1: i i look i think yes and no there's uh, i mean doesn't really matter i mean I don't, that...
0: it, it, it doesn't matter but like i mean i find that amusing it amuses me which is the main thing here and so like i i'm like well if i can make these amusing comments that will like so i'll get a bit of a giggle out even if no one else even cares but like at least that'll be something i can
1: but I your intention, do. there's intent behind that. So like you're doing it because it gives you a laugh and that's part of what you're doing. And so, yeah, you know, putting a strategy behind anything is the intent behind doing something. If you're a bit of a smart ass, I'm not saying you, well, we both can be. Can be. I, I think <laughs> people can be, but, you know, so be it.
0: Yeah. And, and being okay with that, like, you know, yeah. this, I guess I, I completely distanced myself online with like the company that I was working for. Like I just hmm. made it anonymous because I didn't want like any kind of interaction that I was doing on there to be sort of associated with them. Yeah, and I, I was so afraid of being like, well, I don't want to represent this brand and but also acting like a bit of a, a clever dick on, on here. Um And so I was, I was afraid of that, but I'm now like, no, I'm, I'm completely just representing myself now. And so uh, I'm not going to, like go and be nasty to people but if i'm saying silly stuff like that then i'm okay with that being a little bit of my brand because that is kind of my personality like you know basically taking the piss out of people who who have clearly just used chat gpt to write their comments and yes. like and so i'm it, it wording be. it yeah wording it even more sort of verbosely than what chat gpt does <laughs> so, I don't um, know.
1: Uh, if you saw me get distracted for a little bit, I I've got this book here. I don't know if I can hold it up, but my friend wrote it, and and she is a corporate ninja man. Like she is so badass, and I, I don't even know how to describe her, but she's just a fucking ninja. But yeah, she's been in corporate structure for such a long time. And at the start of her book, it says she's like, "I believe in unicorns."
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: and, and, and like she's having fun, right? She's having fun in part of the process, and the book is. The book is very conversational and very actionable as in it, it's it's like when you read it you're and you know it could be biased because she's my friend as well but it's yeah. actually very conversational and you can read it and it's part of her branding and when i started to read it i was at her house i'm like oh can i take that back on the plane she's like yeah okay so i just i was like thank yeah. you <laughs> never <laughs> tell me to make, never tell me to make yourself at home because i will go and make a sandwich it's or something like, oh, like i would just the
0: like, things off the bookshelf <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd be like, what's what's going on? Oh, no, I don't steal it. I always ask before I take. Yeah,
0: yeah. But that's a like you know,
1: she says that, and then and and from my own experience is that you know I swear like a sailor, hmm. and I'm mindful to like you know how much of that do you really put out there, and how much does it impact and and so I think in my tagline I've got like I get shit done, or I've got like yep. a little star there just to to support the professional structure, but. Do you know How many people's like, I really like that saying, yeah, because it's like refreshing for them. And yeah. previously, I, I got told I was too colorful, and I'm like, Well, that's a that fucking lie? Yeah. yeah, my language is too colorful. I'm like, Well, now I'm just going off track. Down. I'm like, Aren't rainbow and butterflies accepted everywhere now? So,
0: yeah, no, and it's um, stop that. it's it's funny, like, <laughs> who. Who cares like if you want to want to swear or, or use certain words like if, if you get yeah. offended by it like there's there's a difference between saying things that are offensive and just using certain words to express yourself like it's um, yeah
1: absolutely yeah. absolutely there's, there's definitely time and place for mm. certain things and unfortunately sometimes my I just blurt it out or impulsivity kicks in and but yeah it's, it's yeah. Part of, you know sometimes I stutter a lot as well if I'm really excited or anything like that I was like I'll just start stuttering or something like that and it's yeah. like I used to get really embarrassed about it. I'm like okay let's work on accepting that because that's just a part of how it is and you know how do you show up professionally well what defines professional okay I know there's going to be a dictionary you know <laughs> saying behind that but yeah it's just this I think that kind of goes circles back to the oh something we were saying earlier about i i guess no i've lost it never mind back to you
0: circles circles back to the thing yeah um,
1: the, it, it circles back to that thing that ai will actually pick up and be like this is what you were talking about how good is that
0: yeah no it, it will yeah that'll, that'll be good I'll, I'll have to review That'd the transcript afterwards yes no, yes yeah i am um, I think, yeah, look, I um, I don't want to keep too much more of your time. I appreciate that we've already gone about an hour. So look, I am um, did you have any closing thoughts for anyone who would like to sort of follow in your footsteps and go from, you know, like working in their you know, specific kind of like you, you you do like a branding company and now you're you're doing much more sort of client focused um, sort of coaching. Like what would you say to someone who wants to grow their business in not not necessarily vertically although i'm sure it has as well but like grow it into a different model like you're doing now
1: we mm. just don't yeah. don't do it <laughs> no, no, no 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 i'm saying no to you not no to them yeah i think leaning in and becoming aware of the thing that keeps calling you the thing that keeps bugging you the thing that keeps 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 you up, and 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 you hmm. keep thinking about it, and you find yourself distracted from your actual task, and and you and you want to do the other thing. That's you telling you that you want something else in your life, hmm. that you're not fulfilling something in your life, and and rather than working at what business that is yet, or going into the separate path, start to pay attention to that if you choose because at the end of the day it's your choice. And so if you know take it or leave it, start to listen to yourself because you will end up insane in the membrane like me what? or Aaron here. If you don't. Yeah. And and then do yourself a favor so you don't go down that deep dark space if you haven't already been there and start to just give yourself some space. To acknowledge that you've got something within yourself and within your life that you're not doing right now, and start there, Mm. and then worry about the business.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's that's huge. That's that's a whole other um, conversation. Which like I I literally was speaking to someone else about that today. Like,
1: rude. Why wasn't I involved? I'm joking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You were busy. Um, I was. Yeah, um, it was, yeah, like, about, like, um, and we were talking, this was more to do with, like, spiritual stuff, but, like, um, you know, my, um, and I haven't spoken about this on the my podcast yet, but, I mean, like, the, a lot of my story has to do with, like, um, you know, leaving religion and things like that. And so, but that came from me basically following uh, myself, <laughs> myself telling myself, my, it was almost like my subconscious telling me to go and investigate something and it's a whole thing which i'll probably talk about another time but i mean like yeah like having to actually listen to my own intuition i didn't even know that that's what it was um because it was so repressed (laughs) from growing up in an environment like that
1: yeah absolutely man i think Hmm. uh, actually one of my therapists said i'm just if i can just share this with you it's kind of funny yeah I was in a therapy session had two this week just because, like, it started the year, you know, got to catch up on everything. Yeah. And they're like, what did you do on the holidays? And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I built this system and I drew, like, a mud map. And they're like, did you have fun? I was like, oh, my gosh, I had so much fun. Yeah, it is fun. doing this thing. And it was interesting their take on it, you know, in their professional way, of course. I'll just verbatim it because have you ever thought about getting into tech and you know system and stuff like that I was like oh funny you say that because I'm I'm working on some stuff right now and it was just interesting how the past experience of being a mechanical fitter fitter in the military and the technical systems and and how they put me they uncovered that that could be a good role for me And me going like oh like what's that and being really good at it and then you know going through this creative process of not doing all this stuff and then leading back to now i'm now drawing schematics again but for systems and solving problems it's like oh my god i love this shit. and so and and that's all come from the like yourself listening and and, you know it sounds i feel so lame saying it but like listening to all those annoying boys that seem annoying in your head and they mean something dude like they call it intuition or no i'm not gonna say, oh i'm gonna oh no i was gonna say it or that calling not see oh,
0: the calling
1: it's like you saying <laughs> this thing before i mean like, yeah. but just listening to that your wants like yeah yeah and is that it's, like that that's what drove your your path or yeah you want or what like yeah working?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, like, sort of, I, I, my path has always been, I should talk into my microphone here. Um, my path yeah. has, has always been, like, a throw myself into something and go, like, yep, throw everything in there and then, you know, build the wall halfway up and then go, hmm, actually, no uh no like even in order to achieve my grand master plan i actually need to stop building this part of the wall i need to rotate and pivot and slightly move over this way I'm actually built build, like build something else first and then keep fucking moving around never actually like getting to the the end sort of result that i'm looking for and like I, i've but i it sort of keeps me going because i'm always going like well i've got I know what I'm trying to achieve, but I keep – I'm not sort of restarting. I'm just like moving to what seems to be a better strategic location to attack this from, and that will like feed into other things that I'm doing. And it all makes sense in my head, but it looks like chaos (laughs) on the outside.
1: (laughs) But what you're saying, I actually get, because I've been in many similar situations where I'll build all the different pieces and all these – you say, if it's a it's a very abstract puzzle, as you mm. could imagine.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm going to get um, told to go and order dinner soon, so I should probably start wrapping things up. Yeah, um, that's cool. But yeah. yeah. Um, so, look, I yeah, wanted to thank you for coming on um, this afternoon. It's been really good chatting with you. Um, that's awesome. And I know it's not the only conversation we've had, so uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty more after this. We but, can um,
1: talk today. This is the first time we've talked today.
0: It is the first time we've talked today. <laughs> yeah, um
1: so technically.
0: But yeah. Um so yeah, I guess like it's um it's been it's been good to catch up. Like, did you have any sort of um so we did sort of summarize like I asked you just before, like if you'd have any, have any advice for the people um who are sort of perhaps looking yeah. to move in that direction. But I mean, um how are um, your yeah, lost the whole thing. You lost me. Is that I better? Know.
1: Yeah, no. The I think my internet's a bit shaky. Ah, so okay. something about we were wrapping up before. Any final words? I said something, and then you were I missed what you said.
0: Yeah, no, that's all right. Um, I was just going to say, yeah. Like, did you have any any final words um, for your you know your people who might want to. Engage you, like work with you, so. um, And you know, if where can people go to find out more about you and how they can hire you because you're awesome and all that kind of thing.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a really. Oh, that's kind of threw me that question. I I guess for me is, at the end of the day, I'm here with intention, and if you're looking to connect with someone to make shit easy, sorry oh my God, I'm stuffing up my own thing here.
0: Sounds like you're selling laxatives. Pardon? Sounds like you're selling laxatives.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Look, I I think at the end of the day, we haven't actually really discussed what we do in our professional deliveries here. So I think at the end of the day, Hmm. if you resonate with what I'm saying, jump onto LinkedIn, look at NatCoco N-A-T-K-O-K-O, send me a personalized connection request with your intention and that's how we can connect to get started to see what we actually do because we didn't really cover, you know, the services at the moment. So I yep. think the best thing is, if you're if you're interested in to hear what I've got to say, check me out on LinkedIn and, and go from there.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds really good. It's um, yeah, look, it's been a pleasure as always talking that. Um, yeah, look, definitely we'll be catching up with you again probably next week <laughs> um but yeah look uh, it's um it's always good to, to chat with you and um yeah look forward to um speaking with you again soon
1: all right rock on man thanks
0: all right thanks
1: we get off now yeah. or